Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. The doctor came in a few minutes later and he nonchalantly said, well, this baby looks perfect except for his heart. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's how the news was delivered to us. Oh, Stacy. His words were bombs that ripped our whole world apart. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of your program. We are in our 14th season and we're so happy you're here with us today. I'd like to thank patron Michael Lieben, not only for being a patron, but for increasing the size of his monthly donation. Thank you so much, Michael. Michael, as many of you know, is the host of Heart to Heart with Michael, and he's a fantastic volunteer. We at Hearts Unite the Globe really appreciate how he donates his time and his talent to our nonprofit. By being a patron, he's also helping our organization financially. You can too by simply visiting www.patreon.com slash heart to heart and making a contribution. For the cost of a pizza, you can support our podcast for an entire year. Please visit us at www.patreon.com slash heart to heart for more information. Today's show features a heart mom, and our episode is entitled Texas Heart Mom and Daniel's Lionheart founder, Stacy Geiger. Stacy Geiger is heart mom to Daniel, who was born with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. She also has two heart-healthy children, David and Hannah. Stacy is a high school English teacher, and she lives in Central Texas. During her experience while in the hospital with her youngest son, Daniel, she became passionate about supporting other families impacted by congenital heart defects, or CHDs. She founded Daniel's Lionheart Foundation, which is a Christian organization that aims to bring caregivers a little joy so they feel more equipped to fight alongside their heart warriors. Since its founding in the summer of 2019, Daniel's Lionheart Foundation, or DLHF, has impacted the lives of over 50 families, delivering spiritual support and comfort items to families in the hospital. Currently, DLHF is raising funds for care packages to be mailed at the end of November 2019 for caregivers at home with their babies. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Stacey Geiger. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, I'm excited to have you on the program, and I'm excited to learn more about Daniel's Lionheart Foundation. Thank you. I'm excited, too. Well, let's get started by having you tell us when you found out that Daniel had hypoplastic left heart syndrome, or HLHS. I'll never forget the moment my husband and I were at the doctor for our 20-week ultrasound, which is the diagnostic ultrasound. We were sitting there, and the ultrasound technician spent... 45 minutes trying to get a picture of Daniel's heart. Oh my and goodness. 45 yes, minutes. 45 minutes on the heart alone. Wow. And 
I knew something was wrong, but she could not tell us anything. She couldn't give us any kind of indicator that she was worried. Mm -hmm. But I could tell because she spent 45 minutes looking at the heart alone. And so when she left the room, I turned to my husband, Brian, and I said, something's wrong. Something's wrong with his heart. And he said, no, I think he just was in a weird position. And I said, no. Well, the doctor came in a few minutes later and he nonchalantly said, well, this baby looks perfect except for his heart. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's how the news was delivered to us. Oh, Stacy. His words were bombs that ripped our whole world apart. Sure. Seconds later, he said, well, he has something called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And I said, what? I'm an English teacher. I'm not a science teacher. I don't have any right. background in sciences. And he said, well, it means surgeries. And I said, what? Oh, my gosh. I said, will my baby live? He said, well, that depends upon the complexity of the condition and the complications that may occur. So, Stacy, he didn't even put the probe on your belly and look for himself. He just walked in no. and delivered that bomb? Yes. Yeah. He oh just walked in gosh. and he said, well, this baby looks perfect except for his heart. Just like that. Oh, and wow. it was unbelievable because he then delivered these technical terms in a way yeah. that I didn't understand. He yeah. didn't give us any kind of idea of prognosis or what it meant. And oh my goodness. I was, of course, thinking the worst. I had never heard of this. Sure. Basically, I knew that it meant that half his heart was unformed. And I felt like, how could someone possibly survive that? Right. So I left the hospital and the first thing I did was call my brother and my sister-in-law who are both surgeons and they immediately started doing research about it. And they got me in at the fetal center in Houston at Memorial Hermann Hospital within three days of the news. That's amazing. It was wonderful. I've heard other people say that they had to wait weeks to get in somewhere to get their diagnosis confirmed. Mm -hmm. For us, every day was torture, but we only had to wait four days after our diagnosis to get in for a fetal echo. Wow. Well, tell us about Daniel's journey. How has he fared medically? His doctors all said when I was pregnant with him that he had a standard case of hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which meant that his organs were all good and his heart was not super complex on its own. It was just a pretty normal case of HLHS. But Daniel decided that he was going to complicate things a little on his own by coming six weeks early. Wow. Yes, he was born at 34 weeks gestation with HLHS in July of 2018. And from that moment on, it was just a whirlwind. Because he was six weeks premature, Mm -hmm. the best outcomes for the Norwood happen when the baby is at least 38 weeks gestation. Mm. So in order to buy Daniel a few more weeks of growing and maturing, the surgeons, Dr. Salazar and Dr. Dodge Kutami, decided to go ahead and do the PA banding, the pulmonary artery banding first when Daniel was six days old. And so he had his first surgery at six days old, and then that bought him three weeks so that he had his Norwood operation when he was a month old. And then because during his Norwood, his left vocal cord nerve was damaged. Mm-hmm. He had to get a G-tube, a gastronomy tube placed to help him eat because he was aspirating his milk. Oh. So that was his first three surgeries. And that all occurred before he was a month and a half old. Wow. From birth until discharge, he spent 52 days in the hospital. And then we got to come home for seven weeks. And that was unbelievably wonderful. I'm so thankful for the time at home and for that normalcy. 
So we spent seven weeks at home and then we had to go back. We were actually in Houston at a routine follow-up appointment with this cardiologist in Houston and they admitted him because he was in heart failure. And we were not anticipating this at all. Daniel gained three pounds in seven weeks at home and he was thriving. And all of a sudden this baby that was just totally healthy in my view clearly was not. So at that point he had his Glenn surgery and that is the second open heart surgery in this three-staged palliation process. But because of his narrowing aorta, in addition to the Glenn, they had to patch his aorta and make it bigger. Mm. And that really complicated his Glenn. Mm. And because of that aorta patch, what ended up happening was they re-paralyzed his left vocal cord, which had regained function in the seven weeks at home. And his left side of his diaphragm became paralyzed. The Glenn is supposed to be the easiest surgery, but for Daniel, it was the hardest because his diaphragm was not showing up on x-rays as paralyzed. Mm. And they didn't catch that it was paralyzed for three weeks after his Glenn. So after Daniel's Glenn, he had to be emergently re-intubated twice. Wow. And it was unbelievably horrible. We were scared. We didn't know what was going wrong. We didn't Mm -hmm. know why he couldn't be extubated. And finally, thank God, we found out that his left diaphragm was paralyzed and they had to do his fifth surgery then before he was five months old, a diaphragm placation. And they didn't have to go in through his sternum there, but they did have to go in through his ribs and tack his diaphragm down. And honestly, that surgery was probably the most painful recovery for Daniel. Those nerves are really painful. But after that, he thrived. And thank goodness we got to come home three days before Christmas last year, December 22nd, after a second stint of 58 days in the hospital. So total, Daniel spent 110 days inpatient at Children's Memorial Hermann Hospital in Houston. And he had five surgeries before he was five months old. Okay, so when did you first consider yourself an advocate for Daniel? It sounds like it probably happened really soon after you found out about his diagnosis. I was in advocate mode whenever we found out. I was getting all kinds of information and just trying to do my research. When he was born and had his PA banding and his Norwood and his G2 placement, we were all in shock and in survival mode. We trusted the doctors, and we still do, of course, but we were just along for the ride. It was really during the Glen that I became a militant heart mom and felt completely Daniel is my son, obviously. He's my baby. He's my responsibility. And it's my duty to advocate for him. And I knew what that meant more the second time for his Glen than I did the first time. Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart. And he said, no, Dad, I've had enough. Give it to someone who's worthy. My father promised me a golden dress to twirl in. He held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go. Whatever strife or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always healed by humor. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. 
I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight forever. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Before the break, we were talking with Stacy about her son, Daniel, who was born with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Now, let's talk about Daniel's Lionheart Foundation. Why did you feel you needed to create that nonprofit organization, Stacy? Well, there are a lot of organizations like Mended Little Hearts and the American Heart Association and all kinds of organizations that raise money for research for congenital heart defects. But there are not as many organizations, few that I found that raise money to help the families. And I have a tremendous support system. And I do not know how people do this if they don't have a huge support system. And I know that many do not. And so Daniel's Lionheart Foundation was born out of knowing that there are so many people in need and knowing that there's something I can do to help. Wow, that's really amazing. But you're right. There's the Children's Heart Foundation that raises money for research. Like you said, the American Heart Association raises money for research. So how is your organization different from other nonprofits that actually provide support to families? Like Mended Little Hearts actually does provide support not only to families of heart warriors, but also to bereaved families. How is your organization different from them? Our organization is also a Christian ministry. When I was in the hospital, I felt completely surrounded in prayer, and my pastor visited weekly, and there was a chaplain that came around, and it seemed like every time I turned around, someone was reaching out to me spiritually, and that had never happened to me before. And it was in the pediatric ICU, interacting with other families, I felt them reach out to me. They wanted me to pray with them and talk Mm -hmm. with them and feel with them. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I feel like the most important thing I can give families going through the most devastating time of their lives, most difficult physically, mentally, spiritually, in every single way, exhausting. Yeah, financially too, for a lot of people. Exactly, by also providing spiritual support. And so that's what Daniel's Lionheart Foundation does. In addition to comfort items and community, we also provide spiritual support in terms of prayer warriors. We also are able to get families in touch with pastors in their area who will then reach out to them. We also provide devotional items in our care packages and opportunities to continue to build in faith through this time. Yeah, I think the fact that you're willing to go there and actually talk about God or talk about Jesus, I think that's one of the things that makes your organization different than a lot of the other organizations that I found. Because if I'm not mistaken, Mended Little Hearts tries to stay away from that because they want to be all-inclusive. One of the problems with being all-inclusive is that sometimes that means you exclude certain things. 
I was in touch with Mended Little Hearts with a lady in my area, and she said that if I was involved through Mended Little Hearts, if someone asked me to pray with them, I could not. I would have to decline. Not only did they stay away, but they actively disengage from all faith matters. And I feel, like I said before, the most important thing I can do is provide that spiritual support. Of course, not only spiritual support. We also financially support and emotionally support encourage community as well. But that is one of a very important component of our organization. Well, I don't want to berate Mended Little Hearts because a lot of my listeners know that I'm very supportive of Mended Little Hearts. But I do think it's important to know which organization you can go to when you have certain needs. So if you're looking for some help, especially if you're a bereaved parent, Mended Little Hearts puts together memory boxes for the parents, and they are excellent at helping people to stay educated. They provide an annual conference. So they do a lot of good in the community. Of course, absolutely. And there's room for everybody. There is. There can't be too much support and too much help. Exactly. Exactly. And I love it that now we know that Daniel's Lionheart is the organization that we can go to if people are looking for prayer. Is it only Christian-based or do you invite people of other religions to pray with you as well? It is only Christian-based. We, of course, would send care packages to all faiths. You don't have to be a Christian to receive a care package, but our ministry is exclusively Christian. Okay. It's good to know what the parameters are for the different organizations. So I'm glad that you've been very clear about that. Can you tell my listeners what your website is in case they'd like to read more information about your organization? Absolutely. It's www danielslionheart.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-S lionheart.com. No apostrophe. Yeah, no apostrophe in the website. I documented our whole journey with Daniel on my blog. On the website, you can see my blog tab, and you can also follow that if you're interested to know more about Daniel's story. Yes, and I've enjoyed reading your blog. I think you have a really good blog. I think you've provided a lot of support to the community just through your blog and through what you've done on Facebook, because you've been really transparent in sharing your journey on Facebook. Well, thank you, Anna. I appreciate it. Anything I can do to help raise awareness and support other people, that's what I'd like to do. I think you've done a great job already, and I'm excited to see where you carry Daniel's Lionheart because I have a feeling it's going to be going places. What has been the biggest challenge that you have faced in creating a nonprofit organization? Because I know I've had people who have asked me before, and they're intimidated by the whole 501c3 process. Well, I am very blessed. My mom is an accountant, and my aunt is a CPA, and they also have just gone through the nonprofit paperwork with another nonprofit in our area called Driving Hope of Texas. And so I am very fortunate that I have two tax professionals who have recently filed 501c3 paperwork. All I can say is if you're interested in starting your own organization, assemble people who know what they're doing and can advise you and can help you along the process. Because I certainly was not equipped to know what to do, but I was able to work with people who did and it made a huge difference. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that. I know that when I was putting my nonprofit organization together, I did hire a lawyer. And I think that made a huge difference for me because she had worked with other nonprofit organizations. And she helped me by explaining what articles of incorporation were and bylaws and how to create your mission and vision statement and all those great things that I really had no clue about. But there's also a lot of information online as well. And in fact, later on, I'll be posting a blog by a CPA who provides information to help people with their nonprofits. So if people have questions, I think there are a lot of answers online. And I agree with you. Surround yourself with other people who are smarter than you are, and who have more yeah. experience than you do. Why reinvent the wheel? Absolutely. I was wondering if your organization is only for families in Texas or if you go beyond that. We are absolutely open to everywhere outside of Texas. I mean, the whole United States, even international, especially families maybe that are coming into the country and being serviced by hospitals in the United States and are staying in Ronald McDonald houses. To answer that, no, we are not confined to Texas. There's nowhere that you live that we could not send a care package. I love that because we know that, sadly, congenital heart defects affect people all over the world. Absolutely. Hi, my name is Jamie Alcroft, and I just published my new book, The Tin Man Diaries. It's an amazing story of my sudden change of heart as I went through a heart and liver transplant. I can think of no better way to read The Tin Man Diaries than to cuddle up in your favorite Hearts Unite the Globe sweatshirt and your favorite hot beverage, of course, in your Hearts Unite the Globe mug, both of which are available at the Hug Podcast Network online store, or visit heartsunitetheglobe.org. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Stacy, in the last segment, we talked about how you created Daniel's Lionheart Foundation. What has been the most rewarding moment that you've had since you started your nonprofit? The most rewarding moment for me has been just seeing the real difference that it makes for people. Just the other day, I was on one of my Facebook groups I follow for Heart Moms. Someone posted, asking what people have done to give back to the heart mom community because she received a care package and it really touched her heart. And the care package that she described was the one we delivered to her hospital. Oh, 
Oh, how awesome. I was able to touch base with her about it and make sure it was the right one. But yeah, she was at the hospital and it was from our organization. And just to see that, wow, this did inspire her to get through her experience, but also just to give back. Now she's thinking of different ways that she can give back. And that's exactly what we seek to do. And one of the things that she said was the most meaningful were these prayer cards that I include. And that was an affirmation that this is fulfilling a great need. I'm the executive producer of Heart to Heart with Michael. And one of the things that we've learned through some of the professional conferences that we've gone to is that when people suffer a trauma, like we have, or in Michael's case, the loss of his child, that some people go through a period of what the three of us have gone through. And that is where we do look to give back. We look to find something positive out of this very traumatic experience. And it's called post-traumatic growth. And it's where you grow because of the trauma that you have experienced. And I think that if you're able to work through something that's extremely traumatic, extremely potentially damaging, and find something positive out of it. And I think when you can do that, it really does help you grow as a person. Absolutely. And I think what you are describing is one of the reasons why I feel so strongly that it's important to give back Mm -hmm. because this journey that we're on as heart parents is so difficult. Mm -hmm. It is one of these things that it is impossible to explain unless you've been there. And when we get beat down, we as heart moms or caregivers to these children gets beat down, we don't look after ourselves Mm -hmm. and we can't fight beside our children. And that is crucial for our kids to live happy, healthy lives, for them to have a good outlook. We have to be strong with them. And we can't do that if our tank is empty. And so this is one way to meet those needs and to help support people so that they do feel like they can fight next to their child. They're equipped for that and they're not running on fumes. Right. And I do feel that as mothers, we're frequently running on fumes anyway, but you add in a complexity of congenital heart defects and look at you two other children, not to mention pets and a job that also has demands on you. It's a lot. Absolutely. Stacy, tell us what you have planned for Daniel's Lionheart Foundation in the future, because I know you have a lot of fun things planned. Yes. Next year, we are going to do four projects. We're going to do it like probably once every three months next year. And I have assembled an advisory council of other heart moms who are going to help inform me what populations to benefit and what kind of projects to do. And then my board of directors will then finalize those decisions. But some of the things that we're thinking of is doing a project benefiting bereaved heart moms. Another one would be benefiting mothers of multiple heart warriors. And so there's a lot of things on the agenda on how to benefit. And the thing about Daniel's Lionheart is we are not only care packages. We are assessing where there's need and then trying to meet those needs. Something also in the future planned for early summer is a once-monthly respite opportunity for moms of medically fragile children. Mm. What I'm envisioning that looking like is One Saturday a month for four hours, there will be qualified nurses on hand to watch your medically fragile children so that you have four hours to do whatever you would like to do with that. And that would be a free of charge thing that Daniel's Lionheart Foundation 
provides. Another thing is within those four hours, there will be an optional support group and Bible study for the moms that would like to engage with other moms of medically fragile children. So that's something else on the agenda. We are also planning a 5K benefiting Daniel's Lionheart Foundation that'll also kind of be a carnival atmosphere, a very family-friendly atmosphere with face painting and bounce house. And That sounds like fun. It'll be great. I mean, wherever there is need, mm-hmm. that is where we are going to be. So that's what we're looking for for the future. Well, that's awesome. I know that there are going to be some people who are listening that would love to be involved. So can you tell us how people can contact you so they can donate or be volunteers for your activities? Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Please email at Foundation at gmail.com. Also, you can go to our website, www.danielslionheart.com, and contact us there. And we would love to have volunteers and any kind of support from people listening. Oh, I just love that. And I love the fact that you just live right down the road from me, so I know I can help out because I think what you're doing is very worthwhile, Stacy. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Well, thank you, Stacy, for coming on the program today and talking to us about Daniel's Lionheart Foundation. It's a very special Christian support group, and I'm happy that I can help share it with the world. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, that concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page. You can get special opportunities, merchandise. You might even be able to meet with the Heart to Heart with Anna team in person. All it takes is a small regular donation to make a big difference. Of course, a large donation can make an even greater difference. Go to www.patreon slash heart to heart, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash heart to heart to learn more. That's all for this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.